Good evening, everyone. Broadcasting live, March 28th. So tonight's verse, uh, quote, is from the Majima Nikaya. <coughs> Yo saro so pasati. It's an interesting one. Yo saro so tasati. Who is strong, who is excellent, exceptional, will stand. Say repeatedly admonishing, I shall speak, repeatedly testing. Ningaiha Ningaiha Hang Ananda Wakami Pawaiha Pawaiha Ananda Wakami. So uh, I will, nigaiha is uh, telling you what not to do. I will speak to tell you what not to do. Pawaiha, pawaiha, I will tell you to do this, do this. Urge you to do this, to do that. So there's two ways of teaching. One is by rebuking, no, don't do that. And the other is by exhorting, do that. This is what is meant here. Ningaiha, ningaiha, hang ananda wakami. When I speak to you, I will speak. Sometimes rebuking you, don't do this. Pavaiha, pavaiha, ananda wakami. I will speak, urging you on. Yo saro so and who is strong or who is uh, exceptional, who is up for the task, they will bear it, they will stand. They'll be able to stand, withstand the train, the teaching. That's the very end of the quote, but it's the most interesting part because it's kind of unique. It says, I shall not treat you the way a potter treats damp clay. Navo ahang ananda tatha parakamisami, parakamisami. Yatha kumbha karo am amake amakamate. How does a potter treat wet cloth, the uh, wet clay? Amake nati suke bajane. 
கும்பகாரோகி ஆமக்கங் நாத்தி சுக்கங் அம்பகங் உப்பு சந்தி மாபிஞ்சுத்து தியதா கும்பகாரோ So uh, a potter takes uh, takes wet clay in both hands and says, Ma bijatu, don't break. I mean, no, this is wet. Apakang and I don't get it. Anyway, someone will have to explain that one to me. So this is about a teacher, no? This quote is all about I mean that part that I mangled is a, is a extra, but the main quote is about love for the teacher. And the Buddha gives a specific take on the idea of love for the teacher. It's not, when you think of love for a teacher, you think sitting there staring at your teacher or looking at pictures of your teacher, or thinking about your teacher, boy, I love my teacher. Uh -uh. Remember Wakali, no, this is, uh, this is not the way one pays respect to the Buddha, to the teacher. So how do you, how do you have love for your teacher? You listen to your teacher. You listen to your teacher, you lend an ear, and you prepare your mind for profound knowledge. You do not turn aside or move away from the instruction. That's how you love your teacher. It's important because the teacher is all about the teaching, and the teacher's work is to impart the teaching now if you don't follow it if you don't listen to it that's really the the, the worst thing for the teacher makes it very more difficult it causes stress and and fatigue to the teacher it's why many arahants just don't teach they say you wouldn't understand if i taught you you'd probably just throw it away like an old piece of trash So here we idang idang Someone teaches, someone who teaches, this is for your benefit, this is for your happiness. And this is a teacher, someone who tells you this. Who rightly identifies what is to your benefit and teaches it to you. Who rightly identifies what is for your happiness and teaches it to you. Dasa Savaka, their student, Susanti. Susanti, their students. Sususanti, listen well. Sotang odahanti, this is the uh, lending an ear. So odahanti, I think, means incline the ear. Yeah, to put down, to to place the ear on the object. And it's just a figure of speech, of course. I don't have to put the ear, but it means 
is actually listening, trying to understand. Anyajitang upathapenti. This is anya, oh, right knowledge. One uh, it sets the mind on knowledge. Natcha vokama satusa. They don't satusasana vadanti. They don't work to turn aside. They don't dwell vadanti, right? They don't live. You know, go about their business having put aside the satusasana, the dispensation or the teaching of the teacher. Evanko ananda satarang savaka, savaka mitavattaya smudha charanti. It's not actually metta. They, they deport themselves. Mitawa no sapatawa. Deport them as one who is has a friend. They deport themselves friendly, I think. Not like an enemy. Not hostile. Host with hostility. This is the Maha Sunya Sunyata Sutta. The Majjhima Nikaya has so many, like a lot of it's repetition, so you might think, well, you know, it's all the same, 152 sutras, suttas. But each sutta is unique. Each sutta has something interesting to say. Let's see what Bhikkhu Bodhi says. No, he doesn't say anything. Shall not treat you. Oh, wait, here we are. Okay, the potter treats raw, damp clay in the way he treats the baked pots. So after advising once, I shall not be silent. I shall advise and instruct and repeatedly admonish you. Just as the potter tests the baked pots, puts aside those that are cracked, split, or faulty, and keeps only those that pass the test, so, so I shall advise and instruct. That's not what I read. No, he's, not, he's, he's avoiding the, the problem, I think. It's talking about baked pots, but what about damp clay? I'll have to study it more. Anyway, it's an interesting simile. The sutta is about emptiness. It's interesting, I've just been writing about emptiness. almost finished my, not actually all that long essay on the Lotus Sutra. So part of it is about how emptiness isn't really that big of a part of the sutra and nasya. Do some wrangling and finessing and reinterpreting. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So what lesson do we take from this sutra, sutta, uh, this quote? And if you want to respect your teacher, you should listen and do what they say. And if you find that when you listen and do what they say, it's not working, you, know, you can ask questions. It's good to ask and get clarification, but you just feel like this teacher doesn't know what they're teaching and this teaching is not useful to me. And just, just stop. 
don't waste your time, don't waste their time. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to follow a teacher's teaching, this is a, a good quote to keep in mind. I mean, really, our teacher is the Buddha. So you should think in terms of the Buddha. You should prepare yourself for the Buddha's teaching and you should try your best to uh, respect the Buddha's teaching. You know, in, in Buddhist countries, they won't even put a Dhamma book on the floor. They have to keep the books up high as a measure of their respect for it. Uh, but it, but what is meant by this quote, I mean, that's that's fine and good. It's good to pay these, you know, to, to, to have in your mind a sense of respect. But uh, the, the real importance is that you take the practice seriously. And you keep it in mind. And you don't you don't discard it. You don't think lightly of it. You don't read it and then say, "Oh well, I know all that already." What else is there? It's not about learning new teachings. It's about practicing them, learning how to practice properly, how to live our lives, how to deport ourselves, how to uh, progress move forward, go forward in a way that improves our lives, that improves our minds, makes us better people, makes us more pure, more wise, you know, that teaches us, teaches us patience, teaches us about our, our minds, you know, teaches us the limits of our capabilities in terms of control and in terms of change so that we stop trying to force everything or control everything. We stop trying to fix everything. And we start to learn to let go and let things naturally go their way. Take them out of what we understand to be me and mine and so on. Anyway, it's an interesting quote. Useful to remember, love isn't about, love for a teacher isn't about worshipping them or praising them, not following their teachings, not discarding it. So, <coughs> anybody has any questions, I can stick around for a bit. Otherwise, so questions, you have to come on the hangout. Just posted a link to the hangout. Tomorrow, five minute meditation lessons. Aren't they? Look, you have to turn off the YouTube video if you come on the hangout. That's another thing, or whatever you're listening to, because otherwise it echoes. Oh, I got it. Can you listen? Can you hear me now? I can hear you, but I think you're echoing. Oh, okay. Okay, we're better now. It's better now. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Oh, sorry. So, okay. I, um, I wanted to ask you um, how... Okay, let me see how can I phrase it. Um, 
how relevant is the role of the teacher in one's spiritual progress and can the student get so-called attached to having a teacher and then can't do it on their own? Well, when we talk about teacher, there are two types or two ways of understanding that word. Most of it understand it like I'm your teacher, me, the this monk, right? But we don't really, you know, that, that's only a provisional sense of the word. It's important, so it's important to understand, first of all, that the Buddha is our teacher. Um, and so when you ask how important is a teacher, you have to be able to separate those two because I'm not teaching you my teaching. I'm teaching you the Buddha's teaching because my understanding of it is, is of course, limited. Whatever I've realized for myself, that's only a portion of it. So rather than just trying to teach what I've learned, I broaden it and teach you what the Buddha taught. So why that's important to, to, to clarify is because you know, in that sense, a teacher is essential. The knowledge, and, and I don't mean me in that sense, having the Buddha is essential. Because if you're talking in general about spiritual practice, well, first of all, you not only need a teacher, but you need a teacher whose teaching is, is you know, true and, and beneficial. And that what we, is what we claim we have in, in, in Buddhism. Now, as far as having somebody there like me, then if you turn to like me as a teacher, um, it's a bit different. And, and so the answer is different because you don't need me if you have both, well, well, to some extent you don't need me because you have the Buddha's teaching. You can just go and read the books or whatever. So the Buddha's teaching is accessible on your own. Uh, and in that sense, you don't need a teacher because you can just go find the teachings from the real teacher, right? Which we have in books and whatever. But there are other reasons to have a teacher like me, the small teacher, um, because they push you. And, well, two things, they push you and they're able to clarify the, the teachings. So yeah, I was going to actually say that. I was going to say... Um, it, you're it's you I feel accountable someone uh, your students probably yeah. feel accountable to you yeah that's a big reason to have a and it, it's so different practicing on your own and having someone that you're accountable to but also someone who can explain the teaching and also apply it to you and and be able to as I said criticize you and say don't do that until you do that you know you have to focus more on this and you have to stop or, or minimize that so th now that's not essential, but it's a huge help. You know? no, I'd say it's a huge help. Yeah. Someone, but yeah. Okay. Thank you. What was the other question? Did you have another question? Um, no. Did you read the book Saffron Days in LA? Yes. And did you read the follow up Bodhi Tree Grows in LA? Yes. I know that monk. I've met him. I went to Sri Lanka. The first time I went to Sri Lanka was at his invitation. Uh, and then he stuck me with some guy who ended up really ruining my reputation in Sri Lanka for a bit. Well, ruining my reputation with some fairly important Buddhist people. It's interesting. Were you a monk at the time or no? Yeah, that was not so many years ago. 2000 and nine maybe I can't sounds like a I, I won't push but it sounds like an intriguing story um but yeah, anyway. some 
Um, okay, what do you think about, uh, okay, this is kind of random, and maybe you don't want to answer, but what do you think about, like, monks that write books and stuff? Like this Bonte and then Dalai Lama and, who, and, and anyone else. And the nuns, a lot of them do. Well, I don't really judge someone by, by whether they write a book or not. Um, I, th I thought that book had its upside, its positives and its negatives, and I don't really want to get into them, but uh, no, that's not what you asked anyway, but I don't have an opinion on if someone writes a book or not. Okay, thanks. I mean, obviously, I, I think it, it the, the content of the book is going to tell me a lot about the person. I thought monks can't get into worldly pursuits, though. Yeah. So writing a book is kind of a worldly pursuit. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. It's about worldly things. Like if you if a, if a monk wrote a romance novel, that's probably well, that's definitely bad problem. Don't do that. But <laughs> writes. Uh, you know, and so Saffron Days in L.A., those two books are, are kind of somewhere in the middle. He's very good at tying everything back to the Buddhist teaching, but it's also, uh, no, I mean, it's good in that it it, it relates it to everyday uh, life. I mean, I wasn't 100% on the books, but they, they had, you know, good things about them. He's good at uh, good at what he does. Yeah, it was I found it to be a good read. I didn't read the follow-up though, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in. I can't remember where he is. Beverly Hills, Hollywood. I can't. Remember. In a house. Big rich house. and famous. Anyway, I guess that is that all. That's all your questions. Uh, you know, that was just kind of the book thing was on my mind, so that's why I mentioned it. Okay. But I guess the proceeds would go to something else. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm asking stupid questions. I just thought of it as a worldly thing, kind of. But I guess well, not. well, selling books. I guess you could argue that selling books is problematic. I I would agree with that. But writing a book, no. No, because you've written books too. Well, I mean, I could be wrong. If you want to argue writing books is wrong, just because I wrote one doesn't make it right. But uh, personally, I don't really see the the problem with it. I mean, if you can give a Dhamma talk, why can't you write a book about the Dhamma? What's the difference? Yeah, that's true. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So I'm going to go. Have a night. Good night, everyone. Good night.